All right, let's get into this. I got about 40 minutes. So the title of our teaching today is So. So. Now, So. S-O-W. So. Now, So. The act of sowing is simply scattering seeds. Okay, when you're looking at agricultural terms, it is simply just sowing seeds. When we're talking about sowing as far as money, it's, telling, it's talking about scattering money like it is seeds, planting money in, in, in lieu of the harvest. Okay, all giving is about harvest. It's about harvest or seeking the kingdom. All right. Even when we do tithe and offering, we know if we pay tithes, if we give offering that he said that he would open up the windows of heaven. OK, and, and pour out a blessing, Javon, that you will not have enough to receive overflow. We know that. Right. We've seen it in the scriptures. Right. He also said. That he, he said he will open up the windows of heaven. and He will pour out a blessing. He also said that he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. All right. Because you're doing it how I said do it. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect your harvest. I'm going to protect your harvest from the canker worms, from the palmer worms. I'm going to protect your acres of harvest from the any, any, I'm going to be a pesticide to your finances. But watch this. That ain't why. We tithe. Okay. We don't tithe to get that. That just comes with it. The purpose of tithing is because one, he said it. He said, do it. But this is the big thing. It's about seeking the kingdom. It's about seeking the kingdom. So you can get caught up in being selfish, just thinking about you getting your a window open. You thinking about getting a re, about rebuking the devourer for your sake. The purpose of the tithe is so that there could be meat in his storehouse. This should be your heart desire. You give because you want meat in the storehouse. The other stuff is just side effects. So we sow. We have to sow. Now, the thing about sowing is this. This is an ancient thing that, that, that people have been doing since the beginning of the world. This process works so much. This is probably the only thing that you see in the Bible that we still do today. <laughs> because sowing is powerful. You plant a seed, Serena, and you get a tree. <laughs> you plant a seed. Chad, and you get a tree. So you want an orange tree. Do you know in an orange there's 10 seeds in an orange? There's 10 seeds in an orange. So in an orange, there's a possibility for 10 trees. That's why it's about character, fruit of the spirit. Because in fruit, there is what? Seed. So we're going to talk about sowing on today. We're going to talk about sowing on today. Genesis 1 it's not up there. I'm going to read it. Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, it says, Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, okay? And fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them, and it was so. 
So this is the way the father wanted it. Okay. When he originally created fruit, he put a seed in it. And he said from this seed, all you got to do is plant more to get more. So this was his way of doing things. He wanted us to be a people that sowed, that planted seeds with harvest in mind. If you are a farmer and, and, and you are planting seed now, because this is what I want to do after this. I want you to have a mindset of a farmer. I want you to be able to focus like a farmer because when a farmer plants seeds, they're thinking about one, what they can bring in for themselves and their family. Okay. Two, they're thinking about how they can use this process as a resource to get more food so that they can sell. So it's about feeding their family, but it's also about putting money in their pocket by helping community. So if you were to say you got a household of five and you were going to sow, you would want to sow to make sure that not only you can you feed your family, but that y'all got some left over for the freezer. <laughs> you want to sow in a way not so that you can feed your family, you can have some left over and you can have some to sell. This is the mindset of a farmer. They know, Chad, don't eat the seed. No, we know what to do with seed. Farmers know what to do with seed. Amen. Farmers know what to do with seed. They don't sit at the table with a knife and a fork with the seed on the plate. Farmers know what to do with seed. We don't know. Okay, but I want to talk about this in three different areas and I'm a, I want to talk about this in three different areas. The first area I want to talk about is, is you sowing for your harvest. Okay, but we're going to talk about you sowing sparingly and you sowing generously because you have seed. You can be stingy with it. The other part I want to talk about is sowing your seed in good soil. I told you the tithes and offering is for his storehouse. Your cousin don't qualify. Okay. Your mama, your daddy, they don't qualify for the tithes and the offering. It's for his kingdom. You want to help them? Sow enough so you can build up so you can give, but don't give your people his stuff. And the third part that we're going to talk about is understanding that you are a seed. So whatever you do, you're sowing something. Your actions, your attitude. What you think about other people. You want people to fail? Well, that's what's going on with you. You're going to fail because you want people to fail. Every, you are a seed. Say, I'm a seed. He placed Christ in you. Galatians 3 and 16 says Christ is our seed. So we are expected to live a life of bearing fruit. We are expected to live a life bearing fruit. So your actions, the, oh, I'm going to go too fast. Your actions, the Bible says, whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Whatever is law. You sow love, you get love. You sow hate, you get hate. This is the reason why he's always correcting our character. Don't overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. Why? Because it's a seed. 
If you give evil, it's going to come right back to you. Just give good. So in creation, God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with the seed in them. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind, the tree bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. So God said this process is good. (laughs) This is this is a perfect process. He wants us to sow, say sow. He wants you to give. And the thing about sowing in this, the most powerful thing about sowing, if you don't sow, there's no harvest. Whatever harvest you pulling from right now is what you sowed. Hmm. Second Corinthians. Chapter nine, verse five says, therefore, I consider it necessary to urge brothers to go on ahead to you, to you and arrange in advance the generous gift you promise so that it will be ready as a gift and not as extortion. Now, Paul had been bragging about the Corinthian church. He was bragging about the Corinthian church, how they was givers. He was telling the Macedonians, the Corinthian church knows how to give. Out of everybody else, I don't can't speak for no, but the Corinthian church knows how to give. Now, he had asked them, they had told him a year later that they was going to give him a gift. But Paul wasn't thirsty. Say Paul wasn't thirsty. So he waited a year later to pick it up. In this conversation right here, he's have he's letting them know, I'm about to send them brothers. Have that money ready, okay? Because I've been bragging about you. And if if, I, if if they show up and you don't have the money, everything that I said about you gets swept under the rug. So in verse 5, he says, I consider it necessary to urge the brothers to go ahead to you and arrange in advance the generous gift you promised. You promised. You promised. He says, so that it will be ready as a gift and not as if we're trying to extort. We're trying to get some out of you. We got to preach giving before you give. It makes it look like extortion. God ain't going to bless you if you don't do it. We don't want to do that, but it's the truth. Okay, because you can't say you have faith in something and don't practice it. Those days are gone. You can't say you have faith. And don't practice it. You can't say you have faith and don't have an understanding of it. If you don't know how giving works, how you have faith in it? If you don't know how ties and often work, how can you have faith in it? You need a under, you need a knowledge of a thing, then you need understanding of a thing so a thing can work in your life. So you can apply it, so it can become practical. Right now I'm giving you the knowledge of sowing. So you can further study. Say, I'm a study. And you can further study and get an understanding of it. When you get an understanding of it, you can walk in a practical application of it, which is wisdom. And then it will become wisdom. So Paul was telling them, look, we're going to come collect this money, but we don't want to collect it in the manner where y'all think we're extorting y'all. Verse six says, the point is this. You ever been in a conversation and you know, you know what? Just the point is this. 
<laughs> Let's just get to it. Okay, this the point. I hear what you're saying, but this the point. All right. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Now, where does it start at? With sowing. It starts with sowing. First, you got to have a mind to sow. After you have a mind to sow, the next thing you need to be focused on is what type of harvest do I want? Because the type of harvest you want is going to determine if you do it sparingly, which means you stingy. Which means you're sparse in your distributing of seed. But you're not stingy to the church. You're not stingy to God. You're being stingy to yourself. Because <laughs> it's all about the harvest. The person, watch this. This is the point. The point is this. <laughs> Can we? <laughs> let's stick with the point. The point is this. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. You can't sow sparingly and reap generously. It's in a word. It's in a, is it up there? It's up there. Now, sparingly is stingy and it's sparsely distributed in seeds. Generous is more than necessary or expected. Now, this is about your harvest. It's about your harvest. Let's go traditional. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's about your harvest. Okay. I, I'm going to give. I'm going to give generously. Now, however you sow, expect the harvest. I'm going to say this again. This is some good information right here. Sow with your harvest in mind. Sow with your harvest in mind. You hear that, Javon? Give with your heart, with your harvest in mind. Now, Harvest is the act of picking or collecting what you've grown. Y'all get that? Harvest is the act of picking what you've grown. Harvest is the act of picking what you have grown from what you have sown. So the scripture is letting us know your harvest is only based, it's only based on what you, the seeds you planted. So for every season you plant, there will be a harvest. For every season you plant, mama, there will be a harvest. Jack, there will be a harvest. Amen. There will be a harvest. Every season you plant, there's a season of harvest. Same way. Every season you don't plant is a season you miss harvest. Let's say you got four seasons. You only planted one season. You got three seasons you're going to struggle. Let's say it's four seasons and every season you're planting. That means you're going to have a continual harvest. That's what we after. Okay. We're after a continuous heart, a continual harvest. So what do we have to do? We have to sow. With what in mind? 
Okay, okay. Verse 7 says this. Each person should decide, each person should do as he has decided in his heart. Each person should do as they have decided in their heart. Watch this. Not reluctantly. Don't let me talk. you. Don't do it if you don't want to do it. All right. We're going to talk about that next week. The rules are given. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Because if you do it, it's the same as you didn't do it. If you do it with the wrong heart, it's just like you didn't do it. <laughs> it says don't do it reluctantly, not reluctantly or out of compulsion. Don't let nobody push you into nothing. I don't care who got this mic in their hand. I don't care what their title is. I don't care what they say to you. It don't matter. Not out of compulsion. Because the father loves a cheerful giver. He loves people who sow and their heart is good with letting the money go. Because he wants to give you seed for the sower. If you can't let the seed go you have, he can't get more to you. And it's a blessed way that he do it. It's a blessed way that he do it. Okay? He gives me an abundance of seed and tells me, share it. Now, it don't belong to me anyway. But when I give Manushka her seed... My seed increase. Now he just put it in my hands. <laughs> he just put it in my hands. I can do with it what I want to do with it. But he said, if I sow it according to hearing him, that I get increased from giving you something that belonged to you anyway. <laughs> Some of y'all got some other people money. Okay, some of y'all got some other people money. You think it's yours, but it's not. And you eating somebody else's seed. You taking food out of somebody else's plate, out of somebody else's household because you won't allow him to use you to get there. Now, let's go back over this. It says each person should do as he has decided in his heart. Not reluctantly or out of compulsion, since God loves a cheerful giver. Do what you have, the decision you have made in your heart. Okay? But the decision that you have made in your heart should be based on, first, seek ye the kingdom. Secondly, what kind of harvest do I want? So giving is a kingdom thing. But secondly, okay, secondly, you should give because of what? Your harvest. Whatever you have decided in your heart, according to the harvest you want, Troy. Verse eight says, and God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. Did y'all hear me? Okay, so after you do it with the right heart, considering your harvest, verse 8 says God is able to. He is able to. Now, I'm sitting up here studying this. I put the, uh, the, the message from, I usually study in OneNote, and then I switch the message over into um, Microsoft Word. When I was doing it, it tried to correct me when it said it is able to. It drew a line under it, like, we need to correct you on this. But it came from the Bible. And when I looked at the correction, it just said, God can. (laughs) Just get to the point, right? God can. 
So once you follow his way of doing things, God can, which means he can now do it. You're robbing him from opportunity of blessing you because you won't comply. So, just so, get rid of the seed. It's better in the ground. So it says God is able to make every grace overflow. Now, he already said all things belong to us. Okay, every is a part of all things. He says he is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel at every good work. Y'all ain't with me today. Y'all not with me today. Y'all know what y'all thinking about? Kentucky Fried Chicken? That's chicken nasty anyway. What y'all think about? Greasy Church's church Chicken? Papa, what, what y'all thinking about right now? Okay. He said that, Harvest, I'm with you. He said if you do it his way, he can make every, 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 every. He can make everything work out for you. All things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So we have to sow. Verse 9 said, as it is written, he distributes freely. He gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Talking about Jesus. So he ain't asking us to do nothing that the big bro ain't already did. Verse 10 says, now the one who provides seed to the sower. We talked about this last week. Who is the one? Our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be his name. His kingdom come. His will be done. Sowing is a part of his will. Okay, his will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Generosity comes from heaven, not earth. Our generosity is we give you what we want you to have so you can keep coming back to us. (laughs) It says now the one who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will also provide and multiply seed. And increase the harvest for your righteousness. So the more he gives us seed, the more he puts finances in our hand, the more he puts stuff, period. Because it's not just about money. I told you, in the span of us, me and Dr. Hardy being together for 15 years, we've had 15 different people stay with us, live with us. Okay? We've had to open our house through hospitality. We had to open our house through hospitality. Okay, this is all a part of it. Okay, not holding it over their head, not keeping them hostage, not making them feel like they not want it. All right. Anything that he gives you, you can use it as a seed. I told you, it's been times where I had no gas, Renee. Somebody else needed to get to work. I drove them to work. Pulled in my driveway and didn't have no gas for myself. I know that's too much, ain't it? Because you're going to look at your, I ain't got no gas. No, go. Do it. Servitude. Everything you have is a seed. When it's time to help people, don't just get a home list of leftovers. Buy some new stuff. Use everything that you have as a seed. Verse 11 says, you will be enriched in every way for all generosity, which produces thanksgiving to God through us. Now, the reason why some people can't lift their hands because they have not went through this process. 
It's hard for you to worship. Y'all, boy, I like this. It's hard for you to worship when you have not been obedient to him. When you've seen his blessings, it's not hard for you to lift your hand. It's not hard for you to exalt him when you see how it works. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is sowing seed in good soil. All right. Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 8. A familiar passage of scripture. Now, I'm going to warn y'all ahead of time. What I got? About 20 more minutes left. I'm going to warn y'all ahead of time. I'm about to use this totally out of context. But I do want you to, but it is a message in here that I want you to see. Okay? It says, when a large crowd was coming together and those from the various cities were journeying to him, he spoke by way of parable. Verse 5 says, the sower went out to sow his seeds. What do sowers do? Sow seed. Okay, I'm preaching, teaching this message so you can become a sower. Okay, so you don't hold on to the seed and don't have a harvest. It ain't nothing worse than telling somebody about God and you ain't got nothing. One thing I told the father was this, before you give us a ministry, make sure we have. I, I can't stand, we kingdom minded. What, what you talking about? First of all, kingdom minded ain't stuff. The Bible says kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, joy, and peace in his holy presence. It ain't about having stuff, but if you live a life of righteousness, if you have joy, it's because you're following his path. If you have peace, it's because according to scripture, your mind is stayed on him. So it says the sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road. And it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. So when we sow seed, we're not supposed to sow it beside the road. Amen? Okay. Other seed fell on rocky soil, and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture, which means it didn't go deep enough, which still means that he, they sowed it wrong. Okay, so if you, when you sow it wrong, it'll get trampled under the foot and birds will eat it up. Jesus said, wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is. It's either in heaven or it's on earth. He says if your, if, if your treasures are in heaven, which is where they should be, he said the, the moth won't eat it up and it won't rust. But if it's in earth, it can be devoured. When you do it the wrong way, you leave it in earth. Verse 7 says, other seeds fell among the thorns. The thorns grew up with it and choked it out. Still, the seed was not sown in the right place. Verse 8 says, other seed fell. Now, where did this seed fall? Into good soil. So what does good soil represent? It fell where it was supposed to. It fell where the seed could actually do what it's supposed to do. It's a way that if you sow, it won't come back to you because the seed did not enter into the ground. If it didn't enter into the ground, it wasn't properly covered. If it wasn't properly covered, it wasn't properly moistured, given moisture. So it can't produce anything. So everything we do, we have to do it according to scripture. 
It says other seed fell into good soil. And when it fell into good soil, it grew up. And produced crop, a crop a hundred times great. This is spiritual. As he said these things, he will call out. He who has the ears to hear, let him hear. (laughs) What is he telling you? It's a revelation behind this. If you got an ear to hear, you better listen. Because if seed does not fall where it's supposed to fall, that's why I told you, no, you can't give your tithes and offering to your cousins. No, you can't give it to your auntie because she didn't pay her rent. She need to get in the kingdom and get on she need to get in. Why? And the reason why I'm telling you this is because if you do it, it falls on. It doesn't fall on good soil. I know it's generous. It's, you, you did the right thing in your heart. It sounded right, but it's out of order. No more than it is for you to write a book and me to tell you I'm going to take that book, but I'm going to give your money to somebody else. Walk in the mall, get you some Jordans, and then tell them you're going to get the money to the homeless. Try it. Walk in the Walmart, get you a TV, get to the thing, and when the beat, tell them, I-, I gave the money to the homeless people. I gave the money to my auntie. She needed it. But I need a TV. What are they going to tell you? Put the TV back before we call the police. That's out of order. You want seed to fall. According to scripture, you want to plant seed according to scripture. Now, the Bible says that Jesus is divine, right? And what are we? If Jesus is divine, what are we? The branches. So if Jesus is divine, we are the branches. Then what is the father? The root. Okay. Now, us as branches, we are called to bring forth fruit. Now, if we're the branches and we're connected to Jesus and Jesus is connected to the Father, who's the root? What is the soil? Huh, I got you right there. Heaven. The kingdom of God. That's why he tell you to seek ye first the kingdom. Because the kingdom is the good soil. I know we want to be humanitarian and say, look, let's take all our food. Let's take all the money. Just go down there and feed the homeless. No, that's not how you do it. We can set a portion aside to that, but that's not what you do with his finances. You don't take it upon yourself and just go give his finances away. No, this is kingdom stuff. You have to be led by the spirit, but you can only be led by the spirit when it's according to scripture. Now, the reason I said that, because we have certain things in our heart that we want to do. But it ain't scripture. You cringing, Kirby? Am I good? Okay, I know. He'd be cringing some stuff I say. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> now, we want to feed the poor. Am I, amen? We want to help out the poor. We want to help the homeless. We, we give to shelters. We do that all the time. Right now, I'm talking about protocol because just giving to them is not, uh, 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 just giving them your tithes and offering is not good seed. Now, after you do your tithes and you your offering, you want to give, that's good seed. That becomes good soil. But we can't make it our business to create soil. 
And this is why we're not getting hundredfold blessings back because we're not being led by the spirit, even in our giving. Like I told you, I'll tell you again, as children of God, we have to look in the scripture and see, Father, how are we supposed to do this? I hear people all the time pray, well, God told me to do this. Well, what, what, what's the purpose of the word? You're not reading the word, you're not studying the word, but you got a voice in your head telling you to do something. That's you. Get in the word and hear what the word tell you. You have to learn this. I'm telling you. That's why worship is good. Worship is something, it's awesome. It's amazing. It's something that you need to do because you need to learn how to hear his voice outside of yours. Your voice can tell you do this because this is good, but he didn't tell you to do it. So it won't produce any fruit. It's a good thing. But it ain't a God thing. When we was in Nigeria, Bishop Oyedipo said, he said, everything seemed like it's good, but don't do nothing unless the Lord commands you. Command. So when it comes to giving, you want to make sure you're giving being led by the spirit. Not being led by your emotions, not being led by your feelings, by the spirit. Do you know finances work by faith? Just because you don't have money don't mean God trying to get you money. God can only get you money through his systems and through faith. He ain't looking at you saying you ain't got no money. Uh, I need to get you some money. No, he wants you to bring about your faith. Practice faith in what I gave you so that you can get a hundredfold harvest. And you'll wonder why you got a poor man and then you got a rich man and why somebody will give a rich man $10,000, $100,000, but then a poor man gets nothing. You look at people like that's wrong. No, it's not. That ain't good soil. That's why the Bible says he that gives to the poor lends to the Lord. You want to bless people who are blessed. That's good soil. Other than that, we're going to feed the poor. We're going to help the poor. But the whole thing behind giving is not just to help people who don't have. The reason why, I'm going to help y'all out right here, because poor is a mentality. That's why I don't think, I don't, I don't like the democratic agenda of just giving people money. When it comes to giving money, I'm a, I'm a Republican. I hate to say that. I'm a Republican when it comes to money. Because Republicans, look, y'all can read the same books we read. You can read the same books we read. The same system that working for the Republicans can work for you. The same way y'all mad at Trump about his taxes, it worked for you the same way. You know the average millionaire files bankruptcy five to six times? <laughs> Jesus said you're going to always have a poor man. You're going to always have people who have small mentality. You're going to always have people who you give them money and they drink it away. You give them money, they smoke it away. You give them money, they go shopping. You're going to always have people like that. They get money in their hand and they just put it in the wrong place. That's the definition. That's what poor is. You're poor because you have a bad mentality when it comes to money. Amen? I guess that had to get out. Now, the last one. The last set of scriptures before we close out, I want to talk about you are the seed. Okay? You are the seed. Are y'all learning something? 
Galatians 6 and 6. Now, y'all know I like to mess with y'all, right? So I want y'all to read that scripture. Read verse 6. Now, this is the premise of this conversation. Now, I don't show y'all that so y'all can give to me. I show you that because um, you are a product yourself. Okay, if you are pouring into people, they need to be paying you. Did I get you, Chad? Okay. If I if you are pouring into people, if you are giving your knowledge, your wisdom away, now let me let me say this because I want you to start. It's it's still about servitude. Okay, serve your gift until people can recognize it. But once you get to a certain level, okay, or better yet, this. If someone is helping you, pouring into you, bless them. Bless, what is the problem? When folks always want something for free, bless them. Okay? He said, let the one who is taught the word share all his good things with the teacher. Now, verse 7 says, do not be deceived. This is based on what he just said. Don't be deceived. If the teacher is pouring into you, you should share all good things. That's a premise across the board. Because like Keenan said, you ain't walking in Tony Robbins' class for free. You're just not. You get some snippets offline, but you're not getting into that class for free. He, he value his information. The church is the only place where you come and get information that's life-changing and you ain't got to give nothing. So God had to stipulate something. Share. If you're being taught the word, the word is being poured in you and you're, and you're being transformed, you should be sharing. If not, you're going to go and do the same thing. You're going to pour into people, and then when they don't pour back into you, you're going to wonder why. Because you set the premise for how your life is ran. So he says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. So he's looking at this situation and saying, however you want somebody to treat you, you treat them the same. Because we just talked about sowing seed in the right place. Then we talked about sowing seed generously versus sparingly. Now he's letting us know you are a seed. Whatever you sow, it's all on the table. If you lie, people are going to lie to you. <laughs> you, you envious? You, that's a seed. You ungrateful? Well, that's why don't nobody appreciate you. <laughs> it's a seed. You don't have to respect nobody when nobody respects you either. You don't want to hear what nobody else got to say. Don't nobody want to hear what you got to say. You sow the seed. <laughs> Be not deceived. Whatever, whatever. That's why the Bible said, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in my name. Seek ye first the kingdom, even in your character. You can say that back. You can't escape this. Look, you can't escape the soil of that backroom conversation. <laughs> you can't escape it. Whatever. All things are on the table. 
Whatever. Whatever a person sows, he will also reap. That's why you have to be led by the spirit, because you are a seed. Your actions, your life, your character, your reactions are a seed. Your servitude is a seed. You don't want to serve nobody? Well, it's, it ain't no strange. It ain't strange. Won't nobody serve you? That's why I tell anybody who has ministry. <laughs> if you feel ministry is in your bones, you better serve. Because you're going to be looking for people to do the same thing to you. But that's what anything. You got a business, but you won't, you won't pay into nobody's business. You want everything for free. Well, watch this. You're going to wonder why people don't want to pay the full price for your product, for what you do. Whatever you do, your character is a seed. Your servitude, your attitude. Watch this. This is just what you say in your mind. Tell me what. All that conversation, it comes back to you. And I'm telling you, especially husbands. Oh, God. No, no, no. When you run in a family household, oh, this stuff come back up like that. The man ain't listening to God. The wife ain't listening to the man. The kids ain't listening. It's a seed. <laughs> man, get in the presence. So when you ask your wife, it's based on what you've been doing with him. Wife, honor your husband. It's a seed. <laughs> so them kids honor you. They don't listen to you because you're not listening to him. It's all a seed. The reason why the father tells us to do it a certain way so we can have a good harvest. <laughs> Be as your father in heaven. Conform to the image of his son. Why is he saying all this? Because you are a seed. Whatever you sow. Whatever. That's why nowadays certain things, we're going to leave that alone. I'm just being honest. Certain things, we're we going to leave that alone. Certain people, we're going to leave it alone. Because the more it festers in us, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. The more it festers in us, it becomes a seed of resentment. Sometimes, just leave it alone. They don't like you? Oh, well, pray for them. Ain't that what the Bible said? Why would he tell us to do that? Because you a seed. You a seed. Jesus came saying, look, in the past times, it was eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, you a seed. <laughs> if they slap you, give them the other cheek. Why? Because you a seed. Because you a seed. You might hit him and have some David power behind your punch. <laughs> Verse 8 says, because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit. So now, whenever you sow wrong, you exclude yourself from certain relational benefits. All right. Bad character. Okay. Bad communication produces evil character. Evil communication produces bad character, which means you having that conversation, you having this conversation, you having this conversation. And now all of a sudden the conversation is in the wrong light. So what happened? Your favor got cut off. We can't open this door for you because of the way you. It's tight, but it's right. 
Okay? It don't feel good, but it's going to do good for your body. Okay? You are a seed. That's why we tell you to practice (laughs) practice righteousness. Every part of practicing righteousness is a seed. It's you learning. So what? You can make the right decision. The Bible says those who don't practice righteousness are considered the children of Satan. Why is that? Why are they the children of Satan, Renee? Because of what they practice. They're sowing the seeds of Satan into their life and they're expecting God's blessings to come back. That's why I tell y'all, you're going to have to take a season and you got to disconnect from everything. You can't put the wrong music in you and expect a holy harvest. You put little baby in you, what's coming back? Death. <laughs> Period. Okay? You put him in, you, he's feeding you death. So spiritually, you're dying. You're decaying every time you listen to them. Every single time. It ain't bringing no life to you. That's why I say if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap destruction. They call women hoes, talking about being pimps. So when you meet a woman, they see been sown in you. So you just want to put her on the corner. All you care about is what they tell you about. You want two or three. I'm trying to tell you, get the stuff. You're going to take a season and remove and remove the world from you. Get rid of the music. Don't watch the movies. Y'all don't like this? I don't care. Because if you sow to the flesh, you sow in destruction. You destroying yourself because God can't give you a spouse with little baby mindset. (laughs) He can't release your money to you with Kanye mindset, I don't care if he is doing gospel. Y'all stop playing, okay? You gotta follow people around. Don't just listen. Don't just take the music. It's the seed. Music has a seed in it. Music is the only thing that changes you without your permission. It's the only thing. It changes you without your permission. You don't need no permission. You. Listen to a song, and then you're going to hear yourself, you're going to hear it playing in your head. That's why when you listen to, you just find yourself, I want to worship. Why is that? Because you've been playing it in your head. You find yourself singing one of them other hooks. No. But it says it right here. Look, verse 8 says, because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction. Pornography. Even Instagram porn. Uh-oh. Y'all, come on. They don't know about Instagram porn. You mean, you know, when you just scroll through Instagram and just look at the pictures. You just serving through, you looking at booties. Oh, come on now. I know I'm a real preacher. I'm, I know my people. You sow into your flesh. You're going to reap destruction. All right. Did I bless you on that one? 
It said, watch this, but the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit. So when you get in your word, when you listen to the podcast, when you put on worship music, you're sowing to the spirit. You're putting things in you that are spiritual. And because you're doing that, you're going to pull your reward towards you. The more you put the other stuff in you, it pushes it away. The more you give, is given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall other men give into your bosom. The more you don't give, nothing comes to you. The more you put the word in you, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved. So whatever you don't know, you're not approved. You can't walk through that door because you're not approved because you're not planting the seed, which is the word. The more you pray, you communicate. That's a seed. The less you communicate, when you find yourself in difficult situations, it's hard for you to communicate. I'm going to stay here for just a second. I'm about to leave. Because watch this. I'm about to close. I got five more minutes. I'm about to close, okay? Who in here redeemed? Please, everybody, raise your hand if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Y'all redeemed? Okay, the Bible said, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Okay, say so. Okay, now, if you are redeemed, you're back into the relationship. That's the only thing redemption can be because that's what we lost. So you brought back into the relationship, which means every decision you make as a child of God, you're standing right there in front of them two trees. What you going to choose, life or the knowledge of good and evil? What you going to choose? Every decision you make is a decision where you right back in Eve's situation with the serpent talking. Took a turn, didn't it? You right back in that situation. Every decision you make, blessings or curses, choose. Do it the Father way, get blessed. Do it the world way, your way, curse. Cursing just simply means the Father step back and say, "I'm gonna let you do it your way." Whatever you get out of it, you get out. You might hit the jackpot. You might get a blessing out of that, and that's dangerous. When you do something that the Father didn't tell you to do, and you see something, because you know Satan got blessings. Ah. Satan got blessings. He blesses people. Blessings are cursing. Life or death. Was that not in Deuteronomy? Choose. (laughs) You right back at the tree. You can do life, what the words say, what the spirits say do. Or you can do the knowledge of the good and evil. Okay, the world says this, I seen it done like that. Forget all that. What does the father say? What does his word say? How did he tell you to do it? Obedience is better than sacrifice. How did he say do it? The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. If he tell us to do that with our children, what are you doing with us? (laughs) He's training you in a way you should go. It's going to be some hard passes. They're going to offer you big money. Anytime Satan offer you big money to do something that's going to deteriorate or that's going to degrade you, know that it's a bigger blessing on the other side. Know that. Whenever the father tell you to trust 
It's a blessing on the other side of that because he knows the rigors of your soul. What you have to go through. It's hard to quit a job because, you know, he said, go do this because you think about your money. Oh, you little faith. You don't trust your father. That's why Jesus mad him. It's just a storm. He need to stop. He been to heaven. He notified. He said, I don't nobody know the father, but the son. And who I choose to reveal it to. But yet and still, he's in that boat. He's asleep. They wake him up. We're going to perish. He wake up and tell them, Miss Mary, oh, you have little faith. But they were about to perish. So he said, you should have had an expectation. But whatever you, look, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you are redeemed, you right back at the tree of life. Verse 9 says, let us not get tired of doing good. (laughs) Don't get tired of doing good. For we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Now we're talking about endurance. Just keep doing the right thing. The harvest is going to come. Don't get tired. Keep doing the right thing. Find what your father wants you to do and keep doing it. Don't deviate because it don't feel good. It don't look good. And please don't do it for people. Because they're not going to be there to share that demonic harvest with you. You're going to eat it by yourself. You're going to eat it by yourself. Whatever you eat makes you crap. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we do not give up. Verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all or do good to all. That's hard, ain't it? Let us do good to all. It says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. But especially... But especially to the household of faith, his children. Especially. Do good to all. Owe no man nothing but to love him. The Bible says honor all men. It didn't say honor all people in the church. (laughs) Why? Because once dishonor is sold in your heart, it gives you permission to dishonor everybody. That's hard. I'm telling you, look, that's one of the things that I'm still trying to get out of me. After sitting under so many leaders who dishonor, they pour it into you. Who church better? Who cares? I don't care about none of that. Who church is better? I don't care about what no other church is doing but divine generation. Anybody got time for that? All it's doing is sowing dishonor for a part of the body that you're going to eventually need. We ain't got time for that. I got five things I want to give y'all, and then I'm out y'all here. Amen? First one is, these are little disclaimers. If your system is working, you don't have to use this system. Okay? Because I don't want you to think, it's not extortion. If his... Use his system. You can choose blessings or you can choose cursings. <laughs> choose blessings. 
But if your system is working, you don't have to use your system. Rich young ruler, he, look. <laughs> Secondly, children don't create the system that runs the household. Okay? I got to get that in your head. You do not choose the system that runs the household. Our father does. He said, do it this way. This is how we do it. Third, we all have to work the same system. You're not special. If I have to give and be faithful, so do you. If I have to serve, so do you. You're not special. We all have to work the same biblical systems. Fourth one, effective sowing only works one way. Okay? Release good seed into good soil to get a good harvest. I'm going to say that one again. Effective sowing only works one way. Release the seed from your heart. And the fifth one, Harvest only works in one way. All right. Harvest only works in one way. Say that with me. Say harvest only works in one way that you sow. Harvest only works in one way. And that is that you sow. Whatever a man sows that they also reap. If you don't sow, there will be no harvest. Amen. Now, the beautiful thing about the harvest is this. And this is the part where we're going we gonna to start opening up for. Harvest comes with a testimony. It comes with a testimony. If you don't have a testimony, I ain't got to say it. If you don't have a testimony of what he is doing in your life, you need to look at what you're doing with your life. Because Jesus said, my father always working. <laughs> He's always working. Come on, Kena, as I pray over y'all. Stand up. Let's, let's stand to our feet. We will be a generous church. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on, Caleb. We're going to be generous, ain't we? Amen. All right. What about what you think, Alana? We're going to be generous? I did look at her and say your name. Have a, have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Hallelujah. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, you know our heart, Father. As we come before you, oh, Father, we ask you right now, Father, that you would teach us, Father.